0: You're listening to Thrive Beyond Size, episode 129. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Size, the podcast that's all about finding
1: health, joy, and liberation beyond weight. If you're ready to break free from diet culture and embrace a lifestyle that celebrates your body regardless of your size, you're in the right place. Here's your host, health and wellness coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Well, hello, hello,
0: friends! Welcome back to the Thrive Beyond Size podcast. This week, I am so excited because I am here live with my husband, Rob Isa. You have heard me talk so much about him, and Lord knows this man has gone through a lot as I've worked to, you know, grow this podcast and grow my business. And he is here to spill the beans <laughs> and talk about, you know, some of the struggles that we have um, endured in- individually on our own health journeys as well as how we have managed to navigate our marriage with both of us maybe having different health goals at different times um, during our relationship. So I thought it was high time you met my better half. So here he is. Rob, say hello. Hello?
1: (laughs) Hello? hello
0: oh, you're nervous <laughs> i am nervous. i wish you could see where actually i'm sitting upstairs in my office and he's downstairs in his office and, and we're on zoom and he was really reluctant to do this i don't know why he's typically the life of the party and always the center of attention but he was nervous to do that but you know you're you're gonna do just fine rob
1: the difference between talking to people at a party or socially and being asked real questions not, what do you think of the weather? Oh, that was a heck of a summer. Ooh, how was that spring? No. What are you feeling?
0: <laughs> I, I could ask you that question, Rob. What are you feeling?
1: <laughs> I think you already answered it.
0: I think I did. And I think Charlie right.
1: senses it because he's right here at my elbow.
0: <laughs> of course he is. It's not fair. He's down there keeping you company. He's usually up here with me. Well,
1: it's because I'm the nervous one.
0: Yeah, fair enough. He's good at that, isn't he? Anyway, Rob. It has been a whirlwind over these past two and a half years or so as as I've been building ways of health. And it's kind of been the thing we talk about most <laughs> in our household. What's going on with my oh, business how complete and,
1: without a a new direction being branched
0: right? Well, I mean, it's true. how How often have we had to endure the conversations? But I think maybe even more challenging for you is, This has been a learning process for me, not just in terms of running the business, but in terms of all of the learning and, you know, the courses I've taken and the programs I've done to learn more so that I can be a better coach and so that I can pass this on to clients. But that means that I have also been experimenting an awful lot with different ways to help me improve my relationship with food. And that has, of course, spilled over to you and in into our marriage as well. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and I mean be kind to me here. Um we are live, but <laughs> but genuinely I'd like to hear your thoughts.
1: It's it's been it's probably actually not something we've ever really talked about openly with each other either. I've kind of always just gone along for the ride, haven't I?
0: Yeah, you it's have. Like, well,
1: we're trying yeah. this this week, okay. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but the simple answer and there's obviously simple and, and not simple, um, is it food has never been an end-all to be-all. You know what I mean? Like, sure, I love a really good steak, but if I don't have one for a while, it's not going to upset me. But at the same time, the not advanced answer is, or not simple, I should say, is is it's been tough at times, especially when you swing into the kind of the extreme sometimes like you went the keto for a little while you want okay. the... um,
0: listeners just to be clear I went keto way before I started ways of oh Health. this yeah this yeah. was
1: this year but this was all part of your discovery to where you have been where you are now
0: yeah yeah that's true so
1: there's been things you would absolutely never do nowadays like the that high fat diet I can't remember what it was called that one was tough because I really didn't enjoy most of those meals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, you know, I don't mind food when it's good, but I, I, I mind food when it makes me feel like crap. Right. And that, <laughs> and, and that whole yeah. phase definitely made me feel like crap. Yeah. And it's, to be honest, it's probably had an impact on my weight as well. The, the rubber bands of, you know, bouncing or a pinball machine, maybe is a better analogy of bouncing from one diet to the next to, you know, one attempt to the other, but, you know, as a husband, I could see that you were struggling, right? You were trying to find what worked for you and you were very open about it. You, you were like, I need to find something that worked for me. Like when you were in your darkest part of your depression, I don't know how much you've ever talked about that, but there were some dark times with, with you struggling with your weight. So it, um, you know, I couldn't, I'm not a coach. (laughs) I'm just a husband. So I never knew the right things to say. So I did the thing I could do best, which was just be there for you and support you with whatever you needed to go through.
0: You almost have me speechless for a second. (laughs) That doesn't happen very often on my podcast. And um, I think it's true. And I think this is often a difficult conversation for couples to have because you are, you know, you are probably the best man I know, in so many ways. And you have always been supportive every step of the way as I've tried to, to get to this place. And I feel like I'm in like a much better place with my body and food now than I ever have been. It's still not perfect. Like we're still working on it, but it's so much better than it was. And I think back in the day when things were really difficult, I can't imagine what things, how things would have been different, how much more difficult it would have been for both of us if you weren't able to see, you know, where, where I was at and and give me that support because I'm thinking about, you know, clients and other women out there who don't just have husbands or partners, but they've got children as well. And, and you know, they've got to feed all of these people and it, it can't be easy for them to try experimenting with different ways of eating or do different things to try to heal their relationship with food because this obviously affects the family as well.
1: That's absolutely something we've had uh, easier between us is that we're able to make these quick adjustments, snap adjustments, even, um, you know, literally from sometimes between breakfast and dinner. Yeah. um, Yeah. Because we didn't have to worry about kids. Yeah. You know, we certainly, you know, look at it. We, we just, we just have a a very lovable dog and there there's no (laughs) chance in heck we would uh, you know, change his diet like that. <laughs> <I'm
0: laughs> no, sure we wouldn't. Kids, wouldn't, we? You know, yeah. We wouldn't yeah. Yeah. But I think one of the other things that's been helpful for us is that we have allowed some flexibility in there too. Right. So we don't always eat the same
1: thing. Nope. Nope. You know what? Sometimes it was just the other night I was just like, you know, we, it was another darn tofu dinner. And I just, <laughs> I'm like, you know what, grabbed it, grabbed a chicken out of the freezer and that's it. This is what I'm having with it. Yeah. Enjoy your tofu.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's been okay for us to to do that. And I think one of the things that, was hard for me in the beginning is, you know, I grew up in a family where we always sat down and ate dinner together. And you and I don't necessarily do that. I mean, we try to when we can. But you know, we also recognize that, you know, there are, you know, sometimes I want to have an earlier dinner, you want to have a later dinner, you know, I have to go to bed at 830, because I've got an early shift the next day, or you have a commitment at the fire hall, or, or you know, what whatever it is. And we've just become okay with, you know, having different schedules when it comes to eating as well. And I think that's made a difference because we have been able to eat different things.
1: And I'm not going to, it also helps that, you know, I'm not terribly adverse to, you know, going vegetarian sometimes because oftentimes the recipe, especially now when we've got these, these bags, but it's, it's oftentimes, especially when you cook, uh, (laughs) it's delicious, right? Yeah. Do I want that all the time? And sometimes is it like Chinese food where I'm hungry a couple hours later? Sure, but yeah. you know it's been a bit of a learning curve for me too. But that's mm-hmm. nothing new. Certainly in the past, what was it? Has it been almost ten years now? Yeah, it's coming yes. up on ten years. Yeah, where yeah. it is ten years actually since I changed and I started changing my because I've told you about my struggles before and and uh, and what my diet used to be like.
0: Well, you've told me, but you haven't told my
1: listeners. <laughs> so before I met Michelle. <laughs> I I was married before and I was also about a hundred pounds more. And, uh, I had just, you know, in my twenties, I still ate like crap, but at least I was active. And then my thirties hit and I really didn't. And, uh, and I would, you know, I was working downtown Toronto right across from like a hundred different food courts with a hundred different fast food options. And, uh, And that's what I had for lunch. I didn't bring a lunch. I, you know, uh, dinner consisted of, you know, hamburger helper, (laughs) you know, or kind of crap food like that. And, you know, you can imagine my, my health metrics were awful. My, um, you know, I sweat when I ate turkey dinner and then unfortunately kind of had 2013 was pretty awful year, got divorced, lost my father-in-law kind of just hit 40 (laughs) it was kind of just like everything happened at once. And I, I guess I hit my proverbial rock bottom during the separation before the divorce, the final divorce. I just it was like, okay, you know, I need to change. So I just, I didn't, I didn't jump on a fad. I realized I just had to, I had to look after myself because nobody else was anymore. And um, so I started, you know, I, I first I knew my, fast food was going to kill me playing. simple. So, you know, I would go to McDonald's, I would get a, a big Mac super size with fries and still order a six or 10 pack of nuggets or another cheeseburger or something like that. Right. That's just thinking now just, ugh. and so fast food was the first thing to go. And then I realized I would dip into chips or anything else. So I realized I really, I needed to cut out deep fried. And then the candies, not so much candies, but chocolate and whatever else. So, you know, the sugars I realized, and I kind of went to the extreme for a little while. Um, I don't still like (laughs) to bring up sometimes I wouldn't eat ketchup because it was mainly sugar.
0: Okay, I'm. Um, um, you know what, Rob, I'm going to interrupt you for a yeah, second, man. because it's, it's like, the, the, this is actually relevant, because I met Rob about a year after his divorce. And he was well into his journey of, you know, changing the way he ate, started exercising, you know, started doing a lot of things. And it was awesome. But he was restrictive to the extreme and had so many food rules that it it almost was impossible to share a meal with him like it's true he wouldn't he wouldn't even have like a dollop of ketchup anywhere because there was there was sugar in the ketchup and i mean fine fine wh- whatever but he had to come at some point to a place <laughs> where he could eat in a way that wasn't driving him absolutely crazy because he was so regimented and not just in the way that he ate, but he went to the gym six o'clock every morning, like nothing was going to get in the way. Um, Like, and it, it didn't matter what horrible things was happening in my life or his life or the world or, or whatnot, like nothing was going to get in his way. And that's a you know super amazing commitment but the lack of flexibility was actually making him um you know fairly miserable because it just wasn't allowing room for life to to actually happen and so you know once once him and i started you know, dating more seriously, and then li- and then living together. I think um, we really rubbed off on each other. Is like he brought a little bit more structure to me and my very chaotic eating, and I think I brought a little bit more more flexibility to him. And that might be, you know, we kind of ebb and flow the two of us between those roles in our marriage.
1: I think to describe us as kind of the yin and yang. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. And, and, it just kind of depends one month. I'm the yang the other month. I'm the yang. It, it I mean, we really it's, do it's, go,
1: yeah, it's go, definitely go, swirling. go back it's and not forth a static yin and yang. It's definitely a swirling like a wheel.
0: But I think one of the reasons why you have been so amazing in supporting me on my journey is because you went through your own before. And so you, 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 you kind of understand. And here here's something we've never really talked about Rob are you ready for this so you've you got to come you, eventually you you rob compliments my body all of the time and he always has and for the first number of years years of our relationship i'd you know react negatively when he would compliment my body or shrug it off or you know completely ignore it and you know rob you've never really talked about how you felt about your body before you decided to heal your relationship with food and and heal your relationship with with your body and and treat it in a different way I've never really seen pictures of you back then you know rarely and you know so I would love to know
1: I have one picture I save actually Uh, I keep it actually in my Dropbox so it's always there in my phone and I can always kind of I go back to it sometimes and um, no I haven't recently because I haven't been in in the best of places lately but You know, I know sometimes when uh, I think I, when I struggle and I'm like, do I want to go back to this? I do not. Or when I'm talking to people out about it and it reminds myself, you know, I'll show them, Hey, this is where I used to be. Um,
0: Right. But, but I guess what I'm saying is how did you feel about your body back then?
1: absolutely hated myself. Yeah. And
0: so like, I'm, I'm just wondering if that somehow reflects the very, like you react very strongly to me when I dismiss the compliments you give me. Like yeah. you, you you react very strongly. That's because like you you're th- dismissing me. Do you think that's what it is? No, because I'm dismissing that's what it feels like. Me? Oh, okay. Huh. I don't mean to dismiss you. It just feels really awkward for me to receive a compliment. If I'm in a space where I'm really hating on my body. So when you give me a compliment on something that I look in the mirror and like literally hate what I see, it's hard to, it's hard to accept that.
1: Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. okay, I certainly can.
0: So we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Cause I'm wondering if you have any advice for, you know, women who may be struggling with their relationship with food and maybe want to start, experimenting with new ways of eating or new ways of relating to food, how they can have that conversation with their partners, because it, it really does bring a change to the way the family eats. If one person changes the way that they eat.
1: Unfortunately, there's going to be that percentage where you can't, if you even bring it up, they're going to shut down. And I, I, I know people that would absolutely be like that. As a guy, it's, it was easier for me because I'm I'm just more generally more flexible you know, in life, I, I, uncertain things. <laughs> <laughs> Glad um, you qualified that. <laughs> had to qualify because I know you were ready to jump, but I think if you and your partner are able to actually have discussions about other things, um, you should be able to have a discussion about food yeah, and about what's really bothering them. And if, if it's just, put it in a scenario with, with uh, you and I, if you had have just come to me and demanded, this is what's going to happen. This is the way it's going to be. It, it, there would have been probably you look for some more flare ups. Yeah. Between us. Yeah. Fair enough. Whether you want to mock it or understand it, there's, there's the male ego that you're going to have to deal with, with nobody's going to tell me what to do. (laughs) right and you understand that to a degree because nobody puts baby in a corner
0: yeah yeah i I get it too you know but it's
1: it it is a truth and it's going to be there that you attack that you know you try to emasculate a guy by telling him this is the way it's going to be or you're just going to cook your own damn meals Mm -hmm. well guess what's probably going to happen is bad thing something bad
0: yeah i don't know what
1: but it's 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 that's not the way to you're going to successfully approach. A yeah, guy. So
0: Rob, how often do you think we talk about it?
1: About food and yeah. meals and whatever else.
0: Yeah. N- not in terms of meal planning. Cause that's a whole other beast, but, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but just in terms of how we're feeling about food and how we're eating and kind of what we want for our bodies and our health and stuff. Like, I feel like we talk about it a fair well, a bit.
1: We talk about it a fair bit because it's so pertinent to ways Right. Yeah. And you're always using yourself as the as almost like the test subject.
0: Yeah, true.
1: <laughs> for what you're gonna talk about. And then you bounce those ideas off of me. So we talk about it quite a bit. Um so yeah, it's it's and and sometimes it's just like, oh god, not again. <laughs> not not about the conversation, but about a new change.
0: Fair fair enough. But do you think the talking about it has actually made the flexibility around it oh, all just a little bit easier, 100%. and 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 I also just you know in defense of myself, Kay, it goes both ways, right? Oh, because there there has is. been times where you know we we went through a period of time where we were ordering in more than what we would yep. typically do, and yep. you know you're the one who said you know what I can't do the deep fried stuff I don't feel good like I, we've got to stop this right and yeah. then it's like we sat down and talked about what we had to do to get you feeling better so I mean it does yeah it's mostly me but it does go both ways oh, absolutely you know, it does for, for, for that as well
1: and yeah. having that conversation with your spouse might surprise you about what they like and don't like mm-hmm. you know think of your sister in law <laughs> and how long <laughs> she ate cabbage rolls and she didn't <laughs> like them
0: I, I still think it's crazy. Someone doesn't like cabbage rolls, but,
1: but yeah, that's true. But you'd be surprised about sometimes what your spouse is willing to do. If yeah. you talk in an open and, you know, not, not servile, certainly not. Um, but, you know, just an open, honest communication. Sure. And hopefully yeah. you, they they have that in the first place.
0: Yeah. Can we tackle the meal planning beast for a second <laughs>
1: God I hate the planet. We
0: struggle with that.,
1: <laughs> well, I could easily tell you my side is yeah. that you're a difficult beast to feed,
0: you know, being vegetarian is not difficult. And just just for the record, I don't necessarily promote a vegetarian diet. It's just really what works for me, and it's largely how I've eaten most of my adult life. So that's that's just what what works for me. Um, Rob is a meat eater, like capital M, capital E (laughs) meat eater. So, but I would say, I mean, usually, even though we do eat predominantly vegetarian, I've never stopped you from adding a pork chop or a chicken breast or something to whatever we're having. The problem is deciding what we're having in the first place. That's where we.
1: And that's, that's what I mean. Like one, I, I, I'm not very good at preparing, you know, outside of the, the meat and potatoes, you might say of growing up. You know, I certainly tried. I certainly have tried many new recipes. Yeah,
0: you know. you're 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 a good cook, and you I know I still the...
1: can't cook tofu to a way I like. I, <laughs> I can enjoy. I do it. It's just finding what to do. I think also for a while uh, we we kind of we talked about this is we started to make things too complicated too often.
0: That's true. Yeah, we right? did fall into that trap. We we
1: we both have, you know, differing timelines and and differing. Busyness in our lives, especially for me uh, with uh, training days, and having these hour and a half, two hour long preps for meals was too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, that right. There's eighty
1: ingredients for for a meal.
0: Yeah. So we we used to scour
1: cookbooks
0: and look for recipes that sounded good. And it would just turn out that we would be having these complex, complicated, you know, difficult to prepare meals like a good portion of the week. And it was wearing us both out. And, you know, what's funny is I think I've had like the same work lunch for two or three years now, like there's very little variation to what I take for lunch, and it's just so easy. And so at some point we decided maybe we should just make a list of like ten meals that's easy. and we we still have that list in our fridge actually that we that we can pull. F- from, you know, if we're really stuck. But then I think what actually really saved us was the bags. So we, we get this food, you know, delivered. It's, it's just a bag of food with all the ingredients we need and a recipe card. So um, that that really has made things a lot easier for us. Of course, I anticipate at some point we're going to get tired of those and we're going to be back to, you know, figuring out what the heck, but that for this is <laughs> Taco Tuesday. This is still a, a you know, a, a, a thing that you and I struggle with and probably will till tell out. Yeah, we probably out. always will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, don't say always don't set us up for failure. We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> we often will. How's that? It's so, you know what? Some weeks there have been weeks where we've just like bing, bang, boom. Here's our, here's our list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the one I, and the one thing I don't like doing is shopping on Sunday for Saturday.
0: For For the following Saturday, you mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but t- typically, because we, it, is, by Saturday, it's just, well, the, anyway, because we we shop yeah. fresh. So the fresh usually isn't that fresh by Saturday.
0: Yeah, but we don't usually shop on Sunday for next Saturday. Um, I want to go back to the complimenting my body bit. And sure. I mean, you you have to admit, first of all, it's gotten better, way better than it was. I love you. Hey, it has. Maybe it ebbs and flows, but overall, it it's flows. way it's way, be- it's way yeah. better than it was in the past. Um, but I think this probably isn't unique to our marriage. Like I I bet you there's lots of relationships out there where women have difficulties accepting compliments from their spouse. And can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, you mentioned before that it feels like a little bit of a, reje- a rejection of you if I reject okay. your compliment. Any suggestions for for women, for how they can talk to their partners about this? Because, I mean, th- this has been a difficult thing for you and I yeah. um, for
1: for a long time. Oh, geez, it goes back to that open and honest. And that's yeah. always the toughest part. You know, in any cheesy movie or those horrible shows that you like to watch where this hey. huge, <laughs> huge, huge drama happens simply because they, they don't talk you know what I mean? And you know exactly what I mean. Like this whole blow up happens between these guy and girl, or group of girls, whatever else, simply because like, Oh no, that's not what happened. Oh, what do you mean? Let me listen to you. And if there is, if, if just, if we're not able to talk, you've, you've experienced the results of that when we don't.
0: Right? Yeah, no, I I, I get that. And the challenge though, The Rob... challenge
1: is. Getting that guy to actually talk,
0: <laughs> but also getting the girl to talk because, you know, it's not so easy for us to talk about our bodies, right? And we could equally go back to all of those movies or the examples where men say they're no longer attracted to their wives because they've gained weight, or, yeah. you know, etc. And you know, it, it's it's like how are we supposed to navigate these conversations with all of that in the background?
1: Yeah. This is where me not being a professional coach or anything, because I just look at that. How how do you talk to a guy when he's being a dick, <laughs> right? Because that's really to me what it amounts to.
0: Well, thank you for saying that because I didn't feel like I could. But unfortunately, I mean, Rob, this is why yeah, I that's say, the unfortunate like, reality,
1: isn't it? That's what happens to a lot of women.
0: I know, but you're not like that.
1: Uh, I know. Um, you
0: you you've loved my body in every single size, shape, and form it's come in since we've met. Like literally. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just clone you and hand you out to <laughs> women who need support.
1: It's how would I talk to a guy that's being a dick to his wife, and I'm his friend? Maybe I could answer it like that. Just hypothetically, I'm I'm sitting there in the room. I saw something happen, and I'm like, "Have you asked? You know, I would ask him. How have you asked her? How she's feeling about herself lately?"
0: Oh, that's so a good question.
1: Yeah. You can ask your husband, do you know how I am feeling about myself lately? Would it work? Probably not on every guy, that's for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: But it might open up the, or it might start the conversation. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Or just honestly be, first, you have to realize you're doing it. Because you didn't. You didn't realize you were doing it until I told you.
0: That's true. It was just habit. It was just instinctual yeah, you know, for and, me. And yeah.
1: it's, I could tell it's, it's sometimes it's so subconscious with you. Like, uh, you know, to be graphic, you'll basically walk by and I'll be like, that's butt. And, <laughs> and you'll be like, I feel so bloated. <laughs> you know? And, and you don't even realize you're doing it. Cause you're just telling me yes. how you're currently feeling.
0: Know, but I'm just Rob, trying to tell you-, you
1: about your beautiful butt and you're just, Not feeling it at the moment. You grab
0: my butt like 40 frickin' times a day.
1: It's like rubbing Buddha. You just like it, do it for luck.
0: (laughs) Is it? Are you likening me to Buddha? (laughs) Like, I think, I don't know.
1: Well, it's a pretty holy experience, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Oh, Rob. On a serious note, though, Rob, I think couples really struggle when either one of the couples has, or either one of the partners in the couple has an issue with body image. So it's like, realistically, how can couples start to navigate through that? Do you have any thoughts?
1: Communications, and there has to be a little effort as well. Is it okay for you just to keep every time? Or do you have to be aware of what you're doing? Well, you know, how how yeah. How do you open up to accept compliments?
0: Well, I think... That was my own work to do in our marriage, right? And so I think it started, though, with you telling me that mm-hmm. you didn't feel good when I shrugged off your compliments,
1: yeah right. And I then think, so it's not accepting. But how also do you actually believe your spouse? How do you well, believe them that that they actually find you attractive?
0: Well, so that was if you remember, Robert, that mm-hmm. is what I struggled with. For the longest time, right? Because it's like, I could not believe that you could possibly find me attractive because I hated myself so much or hated my body anyway, so much. So I think like it, this is such a difficult thing for couples to navigate, I think, because First of all, there's probably so much misunderstanding because, you know, as you said earlier, it's like when I rejected your compliments or shrugged off your compliments or like said, you know, you would comment and I'd say something, oh, I feel bloated today or, you know, I feel fat today or or, or whatever it is. I didn't realize that you were feeling rejected when I reacted that way. And so we probably went a lot of years before we actually had a conversation about True. this. And and like, I, I don't think anything started to change until you and I really, you know, talked this out about how I was feeling about my body and how it felt to receive your compliments and then how you felt when I shrugged your comments off. Your it all just off. comes
1: back to communication. There's, you know, you can pick and choose the words, but ultimately it's like not communicating stop me from saying things sometimes. Yeah. Right. Cause like, you know, it's, it becomes the, why bother? Why say something? Because they're just gonna deflect it or, or put me, put me down for it or reject me.
0: Yeah. And then of course, when you stop giving the compliments, then I assume that you no longer find
1: me attractive. Yeah, so, so it's this it's cycle. A, it's okay? a, God, is it ever a vicious cycle? And so it's, it's, and it's and cliche, it's like cliche those, but it's true. <laughs> we back have to, to, to talk. Dramas, <laughs> it, it, they only just talked. <laughs> If they he only just talk,
0: Are you really likening our marriage to teen drama?
1: Really? Well, it's be- I, I, it, in a way because the communication is so bad in those movies and shows.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Right? Okay, and, so and, how- and, and, and
1: look at teenagers. Do they ever actually tell you how they're really feeling?
0: Well, fair enough. I mean, we didn't so- for a long time in this issue, but- but yep. then we did start talking about it. So what what do you think made the difference for us once we did start communicating about this? Acknowledging that it wasn't easy for either of us to have this conversation. Yep. Well,
1: then it was, you know, you were able to tell me you're having a bad day. So it, you know, sometimes it would be like you would, you know, get that little cheeky smile and, and you know, you give me <laughs> a little wiggle. and. And on the days really when you weren't feeling it, you were able to actually tell me I'm not feeling it today. And I didn't feel rejected because I was oh. able to say, Oh, okay.
0: Uh-huh. Right. We're, you know, we're, we're kind of amazing, Rob. <laughs> um, am I wiggling more often? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You sure are. Right. So it's, so it's working. Right. And I think, I think couples have to work together, on this issue through the communication and being honest and, you know, allowing a little bit of vulnerability there to talk about this when it's so difficult, but each person, I think also has to do their own inner work. Like I've had to do so much work on my own body image to be able to, you know, flirt back when you say, you know, when you compliment me. Right. And you've also had to do some work on, you know, understanding that, I'm not rejecting you. If I'm not feeling it, it's me having a bad body day and, and you not taking it personally. And also understand, like, I think each person also has to learn how to respond to the other in a certain way. Right. It's like, I know how to respond to make you laugh and happy, right? And you know how to compliment me in a way that will make me giggle and wiggle rather than like feel offended or not believe you or get pissed off in some way. Like we've we've found our rhythm with with this piece, I think.
1: True. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it all started with actually talking about it.
0: Yeah, and I mean that that's probably going to be the answer to every question I'm going to ask you. We just have to talk about it more. It's like that was the issue with the meal planning and, you know, m- me often. So here's something, Rob. Earlier today I had um a podcast interview with um a woman who practices Ayurvedic stuff particularly for women in perimenopause. And so gave me all sorts of suggestions (laughs) on things I can do to help with the mood and the tears and the hot flashes and the brain fog and all of that crap. Um, And guess what she said? Um, Sambar. So you know when you and I get doses at Indian restaurants or when we had doses in the Maldives and it comes with that little soup? That's sambar. And it it has things in it that can help with the hot flashes. So um, are you cool if we have more sambar? That's it? That's all you're That's all I get. Is it sure? Okay.
1: Well, I was actually trying to find some euphemism for sambar and I couldn't come up with one quickly <laughs> enough.
0: Fair enough. But see, that's how easy the conversation can be, right? Like you actually probably don't have a problem with having sambar every once in a while, especially if we get more doses. You know, I was talking to one of the nurses at work and she told me how to make it. And you have to get like specific types of chickpea flowers and Can't use other kinds and it sounds really complicated, but one day, you know. That sounds
1: very complicated.
0: One day when I miraculously have a weekend off, maybe I'll give it a try.
1: (laughs) I my, My entire prep, I think, would be opening the Skip the Dishes app.
0: Yeah, I know, but we can't even get doses here. That's the problem.
1: It's all right. I drive.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Rob? thank you so much for joining me here today. I know you were nervous about it. You did such a good job as I knew you would because you're an amazing man. You know, I had a session with a numerologist the other day and yeah, go ahead, judge me, whatever. But I find this woman brilliant and she was so on track and I told her your birthday and she looked at a chart and she said that you are a rare jewel indeed. And I have to absolutely agree. So I love you.
1: Oh, I love you too. Thank you. Makes me want to just, you know, bring out that Buffy, the Vampire Slayer opener, though. I am the chosen one. <laughs> it always comes back well, to Buffy.
0: You're my chosen one. Does that count?
1: <laughs> it does. It does indeed.
0: <laughs> yeah, it always does come back to Buffy. All right, <laughs> Ma, thank you. Is there any last words of wisdom you want to say to our listeners before we we end it off?
1: Patience and communication.
0: Patience probably, and communication.
1: Probably two yeah. of the most important things I've learned being married to you. <laughs> uh, I, hey. I, 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 I say that in tongue Jeez. in cheek, but it's, it's okay. actually really true because I didn't have Fair those enough. things before. And I think they've made me a better man uh, learning them.
0: Oh, yeah, you're you're a good guy. Yeah, I love you to pieces, Rob. Thank you. And I think I'll have you back maybe on a future episode. We can talk some more because I I know one of the most common concerns women bring to me when we're starting to make changes is how is this going to affect the family? And I think you and I have just figured this out. So if we can help other couples do the same, that would be amazing. Sure. All right.
1: Q&A time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Okay, love you.
0: Love you too.